So what will be happening tonight, I want you to take you into a journey where I want you to understand this whole revelation in a very detailed manner. You have heard me speak about the Jesus nation, but I want you to hear this in a detailed manner. So I'm going to share with you part of what I was teaching some of my students at ISOS and the mentorship program. A little bit of it. Okay, so when God is calling a person, okay, let me start from um, Romans chapter 11, right, verse 29. For the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. You hear that statement? For the gifts and the calling. The word there is on the word gift. It's gifts. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Meaning you did not have to repent for God to call you. So as you were still a sinner, God called you. And when he called you, he began to show you certain things. Now that takes us to understand something. Because if I may ask a question here. And they say, how many of you here are called by God? We're going to have others raising hands and others not raising hands. Because people do not understand the word calling. Okay? So the word calling, what does God call you from? And what does God call you for? Now, so we have that word that the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. So we have different type of callings. And the first calling, uh, which is uh, calling to salvation, right? Calling to salvation. So we have the first calling, which is calling to salvation. So God calls a person to be saved. All right? God calls a person to be saved. If you are saved, you must know that you also have a calling. So number two, we have what is known as a calling to holiness. And number three, we have what is known as calling to glory. And number four, you have what is called calling to service. All right, I want you to hear these. These are very important words I'm just writing here. So, if a person has been called by God, it's either he has both, or he has two, or he has one. Now, I'm sharing this because of, of the topic of the Jesus nation I'm talking about. So if you may ask a person, do you have a calling? They will tell you, I'm not called by God. Because they don't know the meaning of calling. So the word calling itself, the word calling itself, right? The word calling itself. Just a little bit of what I, I shared at ISOS. The word calling itself comes from two words. It comes from the word kaleo. And it comes from the word crisis. Now, so this, this word kaleo and crisis, they're two different words. And I just want you to hear this. So God calls a person calling. You have a calling. Yeah, I have a calling. But this calling happens in two words, kaleo or crisis. And what is kaleo? Kaleo, it is when the word calling under kaleo, it is when a person calls your name. For example, God called Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, he said, Samuel, Samuel. So he heard a voice 
And that is a calling. So you may confuse people like, oh, I don't have a calling because God never called me. Because you have in your mind that type of calling of Kaleo where God called out somebody loud. For example, Moses. God called out Moses from the burning bush. That is not as Kaleo. It is a calling. God calling someone to do something. And this calling does not happen in a dream or through prophecy or through someone. It happens when God visits you directly. It is known as Kaleo. While crisis, crisis, it is not a calling that happens through, through a direct call. Crisis, it is when God calls you through somebody. A good example, Paul and Barnabas in Acts chapter 13. All right? The Bible says, and the Holy Spirit said to the prophets and apostles which were there, set apart Paul and Barnabas to a work which I have called them to do. So they, the Holy Spirit, did not directly, all right? Did, uh, in, in, from verse 2 uh, of Acts 13. As the minister to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas, and so. Separate me. So the Holy Spirit is telling other people, separate Paul and Barnabas for the work of ministry. So that is a calling, but through another person. I like giving an example of a letter. If I write an invitation letter to you, through him, if he brings that letter to you, you have been called to me, yet the letter was given to you through another person. Crazy. So Paul had two callings. Number one, Kaleo, when he was going to Damascus, the Bible says Jesus appeared to him physically. And he said, I call you. That was Kaleo. Then in Acts 13, crisis, when now God is saying, so the first calling, are you here, right? When Jesus appeared to Paul, was a calling to salvation. When Jesus appeared himself to him. And the second calling was crisis. This one, Jesus didn't come to Paul. Jesus spoke to the men of God who were with him. So I may actually be in ministry, I may be saving God because I am under somebody. I have not heard God talking to me directly, but it was crazy like Timothy to Paul. So Timothy, he was a man of God because he was affiliated to Paul. His calling came because of Paul. So he is called. So never confuse this. Why I'm sharing that, I'm, I'm going somewhere today that I want you to understand it very, very important, okay? Now, so we have calling to salvation, calling to glory, calling to holiness, calling to service. All those are callings. Someone say callings. Calling, calling to salvation. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible says what? The Bible says... Um, but you are a chosen generation. Oh, I love that part. A royal priesthood and holy nation. That's very important. A peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him. So God calls you so that you can show forth the praises of him. Who called you 
calling. Called you. He called you. Called you out of darkness unto marvelous light. So that is a calling unto salvation. So are you having a calling? Yes, I have a calling. If you are saved, do you have a calling? I have a calling. What calling? I have a calling to salvation. And the second calling is calling unto holiness. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible says, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7, For God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. So this is another calling. All right? Number two, calling unto holiness. Now, what does that mean to you? So, you can be saved, but to live holy is another calling. This is why so many people struggle. Struggle to live holy. Because they do not know that to be holy, it is a special calling. Are you here? It is a calling. How do you know it is a calling? Because it keeps on bothering you. It keep, you keep on hearing, repent, go and pray. Go on. Because it's a calling. It's a calling. And this one is not even crisis. It isn't. It comes so personal that you actually feel like I think there's something here wrong. I think I must make things right. Because it is calling to holiness. It is a special calling. So the fact that you are saved, it does not end there. There is another calling unto holiness. So are you called by God? Are you there? Hmm. So let's, let's go ahead. There's a reason why I'm teaching this teaching with you. Now, then we have calling to glory. What is this word calling to glory? This calling is not for everybody. God now calls people. This is exactly what we're talking about in the Jesus nation. That God is looking for people, his own people who are saved, who are holy, to take over. Are, are you there, somebody? To take over because God is looking for people who fear his name to take over all spaces. In business, God wants to have his children over there. In, every, in education, in families, God wants to have his people as he establishes his kingdom. Are you here, somebody? Are you here? Now, let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. The Bible says what? According as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain unto life. Huh? His divine what? His divine power. His divine power has given us all things. I told you before. So here... In this calling, God gives you all things, not some things, anything concerning life, whether it's to money, houses, what. It's a special calling. God gives you everything pertaining to life. It's a special calling. God calls certain people and individuals and gives them everything pertaining to life. Now, the Bible there says what? It says his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that has done what? Called. It's a calling. Called us unto what? To glory and to virtue. And the word glory there is the word doxa. Which means the 
physical manifested God's goodness in material form. That glory there, it is not the Shekinah glory. There are different types of glory. There is what is known as Doxa. There is Shekinah. All right? There's a Kabod glory. This is not the Kabod. This is not Shekinah. Shekinah is when you see angels. You see the smoke of God. That's the glory. But when we deal with the Doxa, it is when God created Eden. The Bible says that was God put everything. He put diamonds. God put beautiful flowers. God, that description of that physical beauty and physical manifested in material form is known as doxa. So the Bible says God has called us unto doxa. Did you hear that? Yes. Now, can you imagine this? Can you imagine this? So, can you imagine this? People living in a life without actually knowing that we have a calling that God has called us unto what? Unto doxa. Like, Papa, I want, I want God to bless me. I, I want financial breakthrough. You will never have it. Because God is not just giving people like peanuts, like how a company gives to people an NGO. God will give you only when he calls you to that. There is a calling. God spoke. One man who had this calling was Abraham. In Genesis 12, okay, look at this. From verse 1 and 2, God says to, to Abraham, he says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of, my, of thy country and of thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. So God says, I'm calling you to a new land. To do what? And I will make thee great into a great nation. I will bless thee. So God is calling him for a purpose of blessing him. Of making him great. That's a calling. So we have people today who are struggling financially, materially. And God says, I want to bless you. I want to call you unto glory. I want to give you a calling into doxa. And he says, I raise up my nation. The Jesus nation. And I'm calling people unto glory. I'm calling people unto doxa. Oh, I'm not on somebody here. So the calling unto glory, it is the calling unto manifested material things for a purpose. So God says, the reason why I'm calling you Abraham, it is not because I want to give you money and to use it for you. He says, no, the reason why I'm calling you into doxa, it is because I want to bless you in material form. And when I bless you in material form, I want to make you become a blessing to other people. So God may call a person into glory because God want to use the person to become a blessing to other people. Some say, hear you, prophet. So there's that calling and people don't even know it. So when you go in church, you say, how many are called? Everybody thinks to preach. Ah, me, I'm not a God. No. This is why there are people I told you before, in, in Romans 11 verse 29, it says the calling of God is without repentance. You don't have to repent for you to have a calling. This is why there are people right now, they are billionaires. And they are not even in church. They are not even served. Yet God called them unto glory. They have got a doxa anointing. They have got money. They have got everything. The only calling is they don't have, which you do have. 
They don't have a calling to salvation. They don't have a calling to holiness. And they only have a calling to what? To glory. So you cannot stand and begin to say, oh, what about me? I pray every day and those people don't even pray. Do you know why? Do you know how many people did they employ? And do you know who those people who they employed? Do you know how many times they were in fasting to be employed? So don't you see the reason why God was, is supposed to bless some people? Powerful, powerful. So God can powerful. bless certain people. God calls out people. Even those who think they are sinners. The Bible says his calling is without what? Repentance. So calling has no repentance. You are so lucky because you are not, you are not just called unto glory. You are called unto salvation. You are called unto holiness. You are also called unto glory. Can you imagine that you have the calling to doxa? The Bible says that in this level of the calling, his divine power gives you everything pertaining to life and godliness. So it is in this level of calling that we must understand. So the fourth calling is known as calling unto service. So it's a calling unto service. Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 to 16, NIV. But when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, did you hear that? But when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb, what happened? He says what? And called me by his grace, was pleased uh -huh, to reveal his son in me so that I might preach. So this calling unto service is where people don't make a mistake. This calling unto service, it could mean different services. One could be the service of giving. God may call you in the service of giving, the service of charity, the service of pulpit. What I'm doing right now as a prophet, as a pastor, all these are services. Okay? So there could be different services God can give you. The service of helpers. Whether you are an usher, what, whatever service, whether in the choir, Whatever service God gives you here, it is calling to service. You are called to serve. Now, but you ask a person who's called here, everybody just thinks of puppet. They don't even know there is calling to charity, calling to giving, calling to help, calling to sing in church, calling to worship, calling to encourage others. All service callings. According to service, pulpit, preaching, teaching, prophet, all those are services. Intercessors, kingdom finances is calling to service. So can you imagine now, look at this. Now God says, I will raise up a nation before the returning of Christ. And then that nation, the Bible speaks when, oh Jesus, I'm not talking to somebody. God help help these people to understand what you are speaking. 
Look, look at this. So, so calling to salvation, calling to holiness, calling to glory, calling to service. These are different callings. So it might happen that there is a man in the streets who is so rich and has got no Jesus. God only called him to what? To glory. And there is one man in church who is so holy and is broke. It is an error because we have all these callings in the Bible. You are not supposed only to be on holiness, on salvation only. No. You are not supposed to be on glory alone. No. You need to be in glory, in holiness, in salvation, in service. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I speaking to somebody? So how does God call a person? Now, this is where we're talking about now. So God, this, this is what happens, okay? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now, so how does God call a person? So God wants to call you and to confirm your calling. How does he do it? The first thing that God does to people he has called, and I want you to see this, it is to set you apart. Set you apart. Sounds interesting. I used to love that. Oh, hallelujah. I am set apart. I'm the seed of God. Until God said, do you know the meaning of set apart, my son? I said, yes. I am, I am special. He said, you're joking. Deuteronomy 14 verse 2. The Bible says, let's see there. In Deuteronomy 14 verse 2, the Bible says, and I want you to go there. For you are a people, holy to the Lord. Your God. Out of all the peoples on the face of the earth, the Lord has chosen you to be treasured possession. Ah, wait a minute. In message, translation. Okay, you only are a people holy to God. Your God chose you out of all the people on earth as his cherished personal treasure. In good news, who just checks uh, different uh, uh, versions? It says what? You belong to where? To the Lord your God. He has chosen you to be his what? NKJV. Go back to NKJV. Let's read that again. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for himself. A special treasure above all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. In King James Version, I want you to hear this. This is the whole thing we are all here for. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord has chosen thee to be peculiar people unto himself. Above the nations. Did you hear that? No, I'm asking, did you hear that? What is the Bible saying here? God said, I have set you apart. Now, I just want you to see this. All right? You have people here. Now, look at this. Everybody look here. You have people here. All right? Then God sets you apart. So, he takes you from here. He puts you there. So, look at that. Just this. Is a big problem. Which people end up losing their calling. When God calls you, he sets you apart. 
We just read here in Hebrews, all right? In Hebrews, go back to the book of Hebrews. I saw the Galatians chapter 1, verse 15. Galatians 1, verse 15, it says what? It says, but when God who set me apart, who sets me apart? Answer louder. Who, who sets me apart? God. Now, what does that mean? To set apart. To set apart means, let's look at here, number one, isolation. Number two, to set apart means to put you at a place of rejection. Now, look, look at this. To be set apart means loneliness. Now, look at this. So when God is calling you, the Bible says he sets you apart. What does that mean to you? So the reason why you find yourself in a position of rejection. I can stop from there. It is an indication that you are set apart. The reason why people, people will not understand you. It is because you are set apart. So you are trying to force yourself to be loved by everyone. And God says, don't forget, I set you apart. So God will separate you all the times. And people will hate you. They will speak bad of you because you need to be set Deuteronomy 14. Go back to Deuteronomy 14. New Living Translation. You have been set apart. Oh, I love that. You have been what? You have been set apart. So God sets you apart. To set apart means what? To put you at a place of isolation. Did you hear that? To put you at a place of rejection. Now let's go back to, uh, to, to, uh, to Genesis 12. All right? What does God say? Now, I want you to say this. What does God say? Go back to chapter 12. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, get thee out of your country. So first thing God will do is to take you out of your country. You didn't hear that. Number two, God will take you out of your what? Kindred. Now, if you read it there in NIV, I want you to see this. This is basically your family. It says your people. Your father's household. God will even make your own brothers, sisters, not understand you. Because God is calling you. So we have people in this stage where they are hated by their own, sometimes their own children. It even gets a level where your husband will not understand you or your wife will not understand you. Because God is trying to separate you to a place where he can use you. Now you'll be like, I know I, I, these things are praying. I've been praying and I'm being rejected all the times. I don't understand what I'm passing through. Many battles. Hey, wait a minute. Some of us, some of us, God told us, he said, as far as my calling with you is concerned, I will make nations rise against you because you are not supposed to associate yourself with the world. You're not supposed to be in the presence of the world. They will never understand you. They need to hate you. You need to be in a place of loneliness because that's the meaning of set apart. So in the Jesus nation, God will set us apart. And we're going to have battles. People have to hate us. 
People have to put us aside. Anyway, it's not them doing. It is God's doing. Because he has to put us in a place of isolation. In a place of loneliness. In a place of rejection. Because that's how God works. To anyone he has called. Somebody some chosen. I'm peculiar. So, now, you have been called. Now, be like, oh, I don't know. You know, this is the period. Where people miss their calling, they lose their calling, they give up their calling because they feel they are lonely. They feel they are going through all these battles alone. They feel like they are isolated. They feel like they are rejected. But the Bible says you have been set. What's the meaning of that? It means if you were amongst the 20, God takes you out in a place where you should be alone. Now, God says to Abraham, leave your father, your mom. I will separate you. I will, put you, I will set you apart. Then he says, there, there, I will make you into a great what? Nation. And he says, there, I will bless you. But what does he do? He doesn't go alone. He takes Lot. He takes Lot with him. The, the cousin. They grew up together. So they were more like friends. When God calls you, leave your friend behind. Am I talking to somebody here? This, I never came with my friend. God called you alone. Now, watch this. So he takes Lot along into, into where God goes. Oh, yeah, you know, oh, I love you. Oh, let's go. Oh, let's take our wives. And Lot takes the wife and Abraham takes the wife. Along the journey. Along the journey. His own brother, Lord, begins to reject him. Again, they begin to fight. It was not a fight. It was a set apart. Then God says, ah, so separate. So Abraham says, my brother, let's separate. He's not aware that it's the meaning of being set what? He says, you take this direction, I will take this direction. So the reason why some of the friends come in your life and they go is because God is setting you apart. And you will not understand this process. Some of us, we know it. We go in moments. We are put in the seas. We are put on top of the mountains. We are put in the valleys. We, are, we go through. We know the process of separation. When God is separating you from people, he uses the same people to deny you, to reject you because God says, I want to take you to another level so I cannot do it where you are with these people. So God will begin to do things around you. Sometimes you can even lose money. You can even become poor and broke so that all people who are around you because of blessings, they must leave. And when you are alone, God says, I'm down. Now you are, you are, you are alone. You are now set apart. I will walk with you now. Some of the Jesus nation. Somebody said again, I am a Jesus nation. I am a set apart from the loyal priesthood. A peculiar person. A chosen person. I don't know what's going on. I just don't know what's going on. I just don't know. Oh, my life is a mess. Oh, my life. Papa, you can feel sorry for me. My life. Ah, nothing is moving. At work. Hey, 
Do you know the process of separation? Do you know the process of setup? It is the most painful process. People go into depression when calling is coming. Let me, let me give you good examples. Tell me about Mary. She was pregnant of Jesus. You will never hear friends of Mary. Actually, Mary went to stay with Elizabeth. She went to stay with Elizabeth. Her aunt. She, she stayed with... You will never hear of Mary anywhere. She was in a state of isolation. Are you here? Tell me of Elijah. He had to go and hide in a widow's house. Calling. Somebody say calling. Are you, are you understand what I'm saying to you? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Moses had to run Egypt from the palace and went and stayed with his uncle, Jethro, far away. It was not to run away. It was, a, it was in that period. God was dealing with him until he discovered his calling. Where you are right now, God is trying to deal with you to discover your call. God is calling you. He says there's a Jesus nation I'm raising, a Jesus kingdom. In this kingdom, I am bringing the saved, the holy, and I'm giving them glory. I'm giving them the calling, even material things. And I want them to what? To possess and take over. Some of the Jesus nation. We're going to just make a prayer. You follow me a prayer. And you're going to pray after. Say in the name of Jesus. Father, as I raise my hands. I accept my calling. Use me, here I am. Wherever I go. I accept my calling. I accept my calling unto salvation. I accept my calling unto holiness. I accept my calling unto glory. I accept my calling unto service. So use me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Every rejection, every isolation, every suffering around me, said tonight, I have discovered they have been speaking unto my calling. All these things, they have been speaking unto my calling. I accept my calling. And from now, I will walk in my calling. I refuse rejection to interfere me. Loneliness to interfere me. I refuse isolation to interfere me. I receive my calling. In the name of Jesus.